Hello and welcome to Frank Fire Friday. This is Father Patrick Prykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. And I'm recording this the day after Queen Elizabeth uh, died after a long life and uh, went through many, many challenges. We ask for blessings on her and on her country, which she so clearly loved, and certainly for the people of Great Britain and the Commonwealth. And let us pray for ourselves in this prayer from uh, an Englishman, William Barclay. Oh God, our Father, help us all through this day as to live that we may bring help to others, credit to ourselves and to the name we bear, and joy to those that love us and to you, cheerful when things go wrong, persevering when things are difficult, serene when things are irritating, enable us to be helpful to those in difficulties, kind to those in need, sympathetic to those whose hearts are sore, and grant that nothing may make us lose our tempers, nothing may take away our joy, nothing may ruffle our peace, nothing may make us bitter towards anyone. So grant that through all this day, all with whom we work and all those whom we meet, may we see in us the reflection of the Master, whose we are and whom we seek to serve. This we ask for your love's sake. Amen. I'm going to do a, a little reflecting on the readings this Sunday. And it happens to be one of my most favorite stories. I'm not going to read the first parts of the gospel reading. Uh, so he, Jesus gives us three parables today in this gospel from Luke. And the first one is um, the parable about the man going in search of the one sheep that was lost. And then the second parable is about the woman that had ten coins and lost one and then turns the house upside down, seeking that one coin and rejoicing when she finds it. And the third is this, and I'm going to read it because it's absolutely one of my favorites. A man had two sons. And the younger son said to his father, Father, give me the share of your estate that should come to me. So the father divided the property between them. In a few days after, the younger son collected all his belongings and set off to a distant country where he squandered his inheritance on a life of dissipation. When he had freely spent everything, a severe famine struck that country, and he found himself in dire need. So he hired himself out to one of the local citizens who sent him to his farm to tend the swine. And he longed to eat his fill of the pods on which the swine fed, but nobody gave him any. Coming to his senses, he thought, how many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here am I, dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father, and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. 
I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat one of your hired workers. So he got up and went back to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. But his father ordered his servants quickly bring the finest robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Take the fattened calf and slaughter it. Then let us celebrate with a feast because this son of mine was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. Then the celebration began. Now the older son had been out in the field and on his way back as he neared the house he heard the sound of music and dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what this might mean. The servant said to him, your, father, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. He became angry and when he refused to enter the house, his father came out and pleaded with him. He said to his father, look, all these years I served you and not once did I disobey your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, for him you slaughtered the fattened calf, he said to him, My son, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But now we must celebrate and rejoice because your brother was dead and was, has come to life again. He was lost and has been found. Amen. Well, certainly probably one of the most familiar stories in Holy Scripture, the story of the prodigal son, as well as the other stories of the lost sheep. And the lost coin may be less so, but that story of the prodigal son is something that resonates with me personally. I remember quite a uh, long time ago living at home, and I was 10 years younger than my oldest brother. So I was about 8. He was 18, and he left home. Now, you wouldn't say he ran away from home. He was 18 years old, but it felt like that to me an eight-year-old and it also felt that way because for the next weeks and months I dare say probably it was a couple months he was gone and we didn't know where he was and I, I to this day I'm not sure where my oldest brother went uh, I just know he wasn't with us and when he finally came home, I my first thought was, oh boy, is he going to get it. I, Dad had to witness my mother crying every night. And how sorry I was for her, certainly. And instead, what happened? Well, what happened was very much of what we hear in this story today. My father and mother welcomed him with with open arms. My mom made a special meal for him. It wasn't anything like I had imagined. My parents never stopped loving their son. Of course they didn't. 
course they didn't. You know, there was a very popular book years ago. I don't know if people still read it. Everybody was reading it at one time. Golly, probably 30 years ago, it was written by Scott Peck. It's called The Road Less Traveled. And in that book, he shared this story. And this is not a parable. This is a story that he was, um, I think, experienced. There was a lady who claimed that Jesus was appearing to her. And so she went to tell her bishop about it. And the bishop was skeptical. And he said he wanted some proof it was happening. So he told her that the next time Jesus appeared to her, she was to ask Jesus what the bishop confessed the last time he went to confession. So the next time she saw the bishop, he asked her to report on what happened. Did she ask Jesus what the bishop said the last time he went to confession? She did ask, she said. And what did he answer? The bishop asked. She said, he forgot. Now, either this that was a genuine conversion or the lady was smart because that's the way it is with God. When we repent and change our hearts, God forgets the past. God forgives us before we even open our mouths. As long as we are sorry for our sins, God forgives us. You know, there's a, another lesson maybe today. There's that older son, right, in the parable. He was very responsible. He worked hard. He never did anything to upset his father. But he was full of resentment. What was wrong there? Well, the oldest son lacked compassion. God wants us to be responsible, hardworking, obedient, faithful, and we will be blessed. He wants our yes to mean yes. But there's more. He wants us to have a compassionate heart as well. Paul tells us in one of his letters to have the same attitude that also is in Jesus Christ. And that attitude of Jesus reflected is reflected in his love poured out for us, heart full of compassion. The other two stories also, though, um, remind us of important lessons. These stories about the, the coin and the lost sheep. You know, a lot of times we think of repentance as a change of heart or a change direction in our lives. And it is, but there is a deeper sense too. And we lose it if we think that us sinners need to go through a complete conversion before God will forgive us. That somehow those of us that might be a little lost need to figure out how we can get found before the search and rescue team from heaven can begin. Well, St. Augustine said that to think this way would be like someone thinking they needed to get well before they went to see a doctor. The sheep that we we hear about in the beginning of these readings this for this weekend, the sheep didn't need to prove itself before the shepherd went in search of it. He was precious in the eyes of the shepherd before it was lost. And that coin that lady lost, well, that coin couldn't even pray for itself. And yet the woman went to search for it 
because the sheep is precious. The shepherd searches because that coin has value. The woman doesn't rest until it is found. Because each one of us is precious in the eyes of Jesus and his loving Father, he invites each of one of us to, to his table. That is what repentance is, my brothers and sisters. It's saying yes to the God who has found us and brought us home. In the second reading, St. Paul says, here's a saying you can rely on without doubt, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Our God is a loving, caring God that has this great desire to bring us all into his presence and set a place for us at that table. Some of us might think the rest of us don't belong there, but good news, brothers and sisters. Our God is a far more merciful God than us. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. And God bless you all.